Hello, how are you diddling? I don't know if that's the best way of uh, greeting you, the listener. Uh, because, I mean, just looking up diddling. So, diddling to cheat or swindle somebody as to deprive them of something. Uh, pass time aimlessly or unproductively. Well, there we go. Let's pass time aimlessly and unproductively in the next hour of this podcast. So, we're diddling around on this podcast for the next hour. There's a Diddle Dumb Day as well. Maybe we need to look into the Diddle Dumb Day. That sounds so much fun, isn't it? Diddle Dumb Dumpling Day, where you're sort of unproductive, but then decide it's time to make some rather delicious, unctuous um, dumplings. I mean, that, that could be the one. Anyway, welcome along to the program. It's uh, your dear host, Chappie. It's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. It's episode 132 today, I believe. I haven't done this in a while. I sort of thought I got over this whole uh, uh, insolence regarding numbers. Um, yeah, okay, let's have a look at it. Well, it is. It is 132. You know, I am getting better. Maybe my memories are a little bit sharper now. I mean, that's what a spoonful of Manuka honey does to you every morning. And uh, a mouthwash of apple cider vinegar. It gets you... Uh, it really does it enhance the memory. But also... Uh, before the top of this podcast today, I uh, I decided to take a little power nap for about half an hour, just to see if it enhance my sort of uh, my podcasting performance. Well, you, you can be the judge of that at the end of the show. Answers on a postcard. Um, but uh, yeah, so this toe's still hurting from the cheese block. Uh, I, I'm now getting better at flailing my uh, my feet behind myself. Uh, when the cheese tumbles out of the fridge. And I've actually, people are saying, well, Chappie, why don't you put the cheese into a different uh, into a different area? You know, why don't you put the cheese on a top shelf or something so it doesn't come tumbling down? Well, that's part of the game now. It's almost like me against this huge block of cheddar. And I sort of like the odds, basically. It's like an Iron Man. It's like a cheese Iron Man that I find myself into uh, every day this week. But I avoided um, I avoided getting my toes stubbed by the block of cheese, but I, uh, I decided that I would step on a ham hock bone uh, once I got out of bed after the nap. Yes, well, George decided to leave a huge ham hock bone on the floor. Now I have a greasy sock and a sprained foot. So there we go. I, again, I'm bringing a podcast to you manfully here really attempting to uh, get over all ailments and uh, and an issue that i may be having i'm bringing you this uh, this edition of keep calming cauliflower cheese and by golly gosh what an edition we do have i tell you something it's 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 going to be i think the most jam-packed uh, episode we've ever had and i think i say that on every uh, every episode of the uh, of the podcast but uh, it is keep calm and cauliflower cheese and in essence this podcast is, is like it's really about nothing it's just the you know the rambling etchings of a slightly deranged eccentric mind uh, i.e myself um but, you know this talk basically an hour about a load of load of drivel um but uh, some you know, some for some reason you my uh, very well-trained and dedicated loyal audience decide to uh, to listen to it week in week out so thank you very much for that we had a little bit of a listener surge on thursday afternoon 
sort of wondering why. You know, was I, was I trending? Was I got? Did I go viral? Is there something I can take for going viral? I mean, I don't really know if I want that. Don't know, but maybe a, a rough ointment or something. But uh, yeah, so for some reason, I think it's Thursday afternoon. I, I think I've had my most downloads of the podcast in a short space of time, and I don't know where. I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe there's some sort of outlet on Easter Island where. Uh, they decided we, we, we need some nonsensical drivel because there's nothing going on on Easter Island. And, uh, and, 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 and how can I get, get a little sort of taste of the old country? Yeah, maybe some people out camping or next to those uh, rather, uh, rather primeval statues out there and decided, uh, you know what we need? We need, a, we need a chappy. We need a chappy to get us through the night heard that has been said before on one occasion maybe but there we go so as you can see in the uh, first five minutes of this uh, unscripted uh, uh, rambling um it's it's it's, it's me I, I i'm chappy i'm a butler um not a very good butler as you probably guessed i can never get the wrinkles out of linen and you know what I've decided in my uh, in my formative years, or maybe my declining years, I don't know. I seem to stain shirts in the chest area, and 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 you know these are shirts that I really like. And you know my eyesight's not failing, but I cannot see when I was pointed out. You, your shirt stained in the sort of heart area. I think my heart is bleeding oil on the podcast today uh what's your favorite fantasy smell in the morning mine is the smell of sausage first thing in the morning oh captain the, the smell of sausage first thing in the morning that's the line stirring you know anyway something along those lines um also dongle therapy i'm having dongle therapy i decided uh also the i sold a mystery for the ages i talked about this yesterday and never talked about it chappy you terrible tease yes well i will be talking about it today i think who knows the neatest leave raking and leave blowing award goes to my father let's talk about that later uh have, has anybody tried a manure face mask i think um i'm beginning to think this may be the way to keep the moisture in during the winter uh, also, Bond is slaying Jason at the box office. Why is the question? Why is Bond slaying Jason at the box office? Um, also, I uh, talk about my little power nap. A little, a little very in-depth 20-minute nap is an absolute phenomenon. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, also, we never talked about James Bond and Hallmark Holiday movie having the same sort of plot structure. Similar plot structures. You wouldn't believe it, but yes. Um, also, the uh, again, I can hear my neighbor's washing machine through the wall. Yes, I don't want to hear my neighbor's washing machine through the wall. But yes, once again, Chappy Towers, no turrets anymore. So uh, I can hear almost everything going up. Uh, also, um, my, my hatred of uh, pumpkin spice continues. What I may give up if this company does put out pumpkin spice, what I may give up. Uh, also, uh, again, sort of a sausage special. I never mentioned this yesterday, but uh, my parents' preference when it comes to sausages, 
Maybe we'll tie that into the smell of sausage first thing in the morning. Uh, celeriac. Uh, yeah, not not the disease, as I said yesterday. You know, celeriac, the root vegetable. Uh, very difficult to find in America. And uh, I'll be letting you know why. My rediscovery, the Breville cheese toasties as well. The Breville te- cheese toasty machine. Um, I, I, I think I've got on the bandwagon, decided I'm going to go all Breville again. Um... Also, Victorian TV dramas come unstuck over the William Morris wallpaper. How posh is your store cupboard? What's the tea? Sweets with brown sauce. Uh, New Zealand's national wizards sacked after remarks about a woman. Meteorite gives Canadian woman an alarm. Course she'll never forget. There's some of the stories we may be uh, discussing and delving into uh, over the course of the next hour. There will be a little bit of trump or trombone. And I'm thinking... Maybe today will be the first of our derbies, our derbies, where we take two low-to-the-ground creatures. Uh, well, one's a mechanical creature, i.e. the Roomba, and we're going to give it a race against another low-to-the-ground, very low-to-the-ground creature. We're going to talk about myself here, because I'm, well, again, head-wise I'm high to the ground, but probably uh, belt-to-feet low. Um... Yeah, we're putting Maggie the Corgi against the Roomba in a series of uh, Derby uh, runoffs, uh, almost sort of steeplechasing the way towards Christmas in a little uh, in a little uh, marathon. Well, it would not not be a sprint, I don't think, because both uh, seem to move relatively slowly. So we'll be seeing who comes uh, who comes off best in the uh, low to the ground. Uh, a uh, little sprint race over 100 yards, a 100-yard dash, and uh, and uh, we'll be reporting that to you as well. So there we go. It, as you can see, there's, there's quite a lot going on. Some of this will be brought to you today, and some of it may be saved. Are you those? Are you the sort of person who, when you see a gift, you sort of want to unwrap it? You're unwrapping it with your eyes. Yeah. No, you have to be patient. You have to wait. I, I may not even let you unwrap this on Christmas Day. It could be a Boxing Day unwrap. I don't know if you can hear that. That's somebody in the middle of October, outside Mini Chappy Towers. Uh, an ice cream van, basically. So we've got an ice cream van outside of Chappy Towers. You know, I, I don't know. I feel more like a hot chocolate at the moment than uh, a Mr. Whippy. Very bizarre, leading into the confines of Chappy Towers, we have an ice cream van. So apparently, Victorian TV dramas come unstuck over the William Morris wallpaper. Period television dramas distort the reality of Victorian life by plastering up William Morris wallpaper, the country's foremost expert on the design, he said. Anna Mason said there's a real problem with his designs being used as a backdrop when... In reality, only the avant-garde displayed them during his era. Mason told The Times at the Cheltenham Literary Festival that it was an easy option for television dramas, but there was a kind of distorts reality because in its own day, he wasn't up in homes up and down the country. Mason, who is the former managing creator of the William Morris Gallery in London and worked with the National Trust of Morris's renowned Red House in the southeast of the capital, said it was misleading to showcase his designs in the homes of wealthy Victorians. It was quite avant-garde artists who were using his wallpaper and it became a bit more mainstream. 
but you would never have found his wallpapers in the places you see them now. Because of his designs have never gone out of production, whether people are setting a period in the Victorian period or they plaster William Wa Morris over the, I was gonna say William Wallace. I don't know, you go, oh, that, that's absolutely disgraceful wallpaper, Jabby. You know, <laughs> that'll be William Wallace, not William Morris. Oh God, chappy. You know. Yeah, anyway, now is the archetype of what a Victorian home looks like now. Whereas in his day, the market for his wallpapers were at the beginning were very, very niche. He said that Morris, who was a novelist and a leading socialist, would not have been happy with the widespread use of his designs. There's a large dose of irony that his designs were often appropriated for the kind of wasteful throwaway consumer culture that has thought so hard against. It's not difficult to imagine him raging against many aspects of modern life, not least the climate emergency. I guess you could recycle wallpaper. That would that would help the environment, wouldn't it? Anyway, I mean, who's looking at the bloody wallpaper when they're... I mean, first of all, there's all sorts of ladies in the bustiers. I mean, and then secondly, uh, you've got, you know, uh, you've got, um, you know, Mr. Darcy... You know, lovely Mr. Darcy. And, and, and people are looking at Mr. Darcy, like coming out of the water, completely soaked, comes out of the lake in a you know, sort of wet ruffle shirt competition type of thing. I mean, nobody's looking at the wallpaper. You just, you're just not, with, you really are not looking at the wallpaper when it comes to these uh, these shows. The audience is looking at Rajon Page melting the wallpaper. They're not looking at the wallpaper. They're looking at the hunk that is Jean Page. If I pronounce that correctly. Is it Reggie? Is it Reggie Jean Page? It must be Reggie. Reggie Jean Page. Oh, Jean Page. But anyway, I don't think I've ever looked at the wallpaper any time in my life. So what is your favourite nostalgic fantasy smell? So my, my favourite, I mean, I do adore the smell of bacon first thing in the morning as it sort of emanates sort of wafts under the covers to greet you but i think a crispy sausage gets me even more uh, you know really more riled up you know so i i smell i said i was walking the hounds the other day and seriously i i, I think we both went into some sort of transfixed coma when we smelt the sausage both, I mean, everybody in my family, um, well, dog and human-wise, my, my daughters have small noses, but the, the hounds have long noses. So we're raising our snouts into the air to smell somebody perfectly crisping a sausage somewhere. And for that moment, we were transfixed. We were on a, a sort of saucisson high. It's very, it was very sort of um, animalistic for a second there. Where I think we were both bonded by the smell of cooked meat. And it, 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 that, that is a, a smell that it does. It's like a drum roll to euphoria. <laughs> but there, yeah, the crispy sausage. But we, I was talking to, about sausage with my mother the other day. So... That makes fascinating conversations sometimes, don't we? But uh, yeah, so we're talking about sausages. She says, I like a bit of spice in my sausage. I said, well, I don't need to know that, mother. But, you know, she she likes the Lincolnshire sausage. 
and the Lincolnshire sausage has a little bit of uh, has a little bit of spice to it. It's not your plain old British banger that my dad likes. The plain plain old British banger. He doesn't he doesn't want the uh, he doesn't want the Lincolnshire sausage. I mean that he, he doesn't want that sort of extra uh, extra sage going on. I mean and, and and it's understandable. I mean just look up the Lincolnshire sausage now. I mean, first of all, look at the thickness of those beauties. If you're looking at them now, I mean, t- there's no length there. But the girth on that sausage is uh, something to behold. So I do like a big old Cumberland sausage as well. That's the curly one. That, that curls around corners for miles. But the Lincolnshire sausage uh, is characterized by the open, chunky texture, result of the constituent pork being costly costly ground rather than minced so there's a lot of herb sage there's a herb sage not or herb if i'm talking to my uh, american listeners here it's herb but some recipes include herb that parsley thyme onion flavorings absolutely d- delicious so okay so 70 percent british pork 25 percent maximum fat content rusk from the bread sage salt and pepper and natural pork, uh, pork casings as well. The Lincolnshire sausage, I salute you. And I think the next time you smell that wondrous smell in the air, when you raise your snouts into the air like a hound and you're taking it, you're taking it all in, then just hope and pray. Cross your fingers, touch wood is the Lincolnshire sausage. So welcome to our first low rider derby so we, we're taking on the technological masterpiece that is the rumba against one of nature's best one of god's greatest low rider creations the pembroke welsh corgi and you know it's a little bit of a steeplechase here because i've left a ham hock bone on the ground and i'm going to see uh, I mean, what's going to happen here? So we have the Roomba versus the Pembroke Welsh Corgi Maggie. And uh, anyway, we're going we're gonna to get everything fired up here. Uh, you, you've heard the runners and riders, basically. Uh, but we've, we're going to... They're at the starter's tape now. And we're going uh, to get the Roomba fired up here. And, uh, and we'll see. So both are waiting here. I'm not going to drop the ham hock bone because I think it may distract. It could, it could distract uh, Maggie here. So here we go. So we're going to uh, get this fired up. All right, and we've got Maggie the Welsh Corgi versus the Roomba. The ham hock bone is a a slight uh, distraction, and. It could be an obstacle for both the Roomba and the Corgi. And the Roomba's trying to get around the ham hock as we speak. The Corgi's sniffing the ham hock and has taken the ham hock into its mouth and is going in the opposite direction. Now, the, uh, the Roomba is a little bit confused with a rather salacious Corgi with a ham hock in its mouth. It's crashing into everything. It's trying to find its way around here. I mean, it's very, very confused right now. Uh, you've got uh, a corgi that's deliciously romping around with a ham hock bone. 
paying no paying no attention to the Roomba. And the Roomba is very disorientated right now. I've never seen this technological wizard, this robotic creation, so distracted. And it really is going around in circles at the moment. Doesn't know what to do. I think it's like transfixed, mesmerized by the uh, ham hock and the Welsh corgi holding the ham hock bone in it. There seems to be no, uh, nobody's making any ground or headway here. The Roomba's trying to get out, trying to get out of the room, back to the finishing line, which is its uh, charging station, and uh, it's having no luck at the moment. And it, actually, the corgi has taken the ham hock bone. I, I think it's worried about the border collie taking the ham hock away from it. And it's moving. It's moving quite quickly for a corgi with its little short legs. They're going 19 to the dozen. And it's, uh, it's actually going incredibly quickly. And the, the corgi has won the first uh, low rider derby. Uh, and it's gone back to the uh, Roomba charging station. And uh, the Roomba has been left, ladies and gentlemen, floundering. So the question I ask you is how posh is your store cupboard? The best jars and tin food out there. The pantry has had a makeover. How do you spice up your pantry? Store cupboard ingredients have always been useful, but they're never sexy. You may think of bland beans in a gloopy sauce or that ancient can of tuna that lurks in perpetuity at the back of the shelf. Jarred things and tin things preserved in oil, vinegar, or syrup have undergone a majestic makeover. Instead of being boring staples to the uh, eaten begrudgingly, they are must-have items. Whoever does a PR for tin fish deserves a pay rise, demonstrating your true passion for cooking with exotic contents and price tags to match. Absolutely delicious. So these days, if you're trying to emulate, say, Yotam Yonglai, uh, who would settle for a cheap tin of beans when the restaurateur tells that he favors these delicious ones from Brindisa. So the new, uh, the new cookbook from Yotam, Shelf Love, is a celebration of the contents of his pantry, only underlines the growing reverence for preserved produce. So here are some of the items that you, that you may like here to posh up your, your cupboard here, to posh up your larder. The Brindisca Ortez Prime albacore fillets ventresca in olive oil the hippest of all tin fish brands ortez not only offers meltingly soft premium cuts of belly tuna but also the adorable little red box to house it in stir them into hot spaghetti with capers chili flakes garlic lemon i think that's what i'm going to eat tonight uh, do you have fish forever mackerel fillets with organic lemon and capers we have the brindisa nardin anchovies marinated in vinegar uh, bucaranes uh, we have the Katrina uh, smoked sardines, the Casa Mazzarosa Italian broccoli uh, frilelli in oil. So this is Italian broccoli. So friarelli is a bitter, and I, I apologize if I bastardize that, is a bitter broccoli in olive oil most beloved by the city of Naples throughout Italy. But put it in a focaccia sandwich with creamy milky burrata or stir-fruit pasta combined with sizzling garlicky sausage meat, chili and lemon, also very, very good on pizza. How about some green figs? Are you into whole green figs? That's something else that you apparently need in your posh little larder. Uh, then you have char-grilled aubergine slices, artichoke hearts. I do like a pickled artichoke, I have to say, but that's in the uh, fridge, not in the, uh, not in the larder. Uh, organic pear halves, absolutely delicious. Petroni rum barber, alcohol-soaked sponge in a jar. I mean, not the sort you would scrub your torso with, I hope. 
Bouncy, sweet and boozy cakes, perfect with a serving of cool whipped cream. You know what? That's what you need to give to grandmother this Christmas time, I think. Opie's pineapple with Luxardo spiced rum. Pineapple and spiced rum are the very best of pals. It sounds like the sort of thing Captain Jack Flint would uh, taste when he's, uh, when he's sailing the seven seas. Spreadable spicy salami. Now I'll say that after a cup of martinis. Spicy spreadable salami. It's Calipo Nujuju. Put inside an omelette with parmesan on the top of it. Stirred pasta with dark green. Oh. <laughs> Smoked wild salmon pate from Foreman and Son. Shito. I don't know if I want shito. Shito. So shito. It's Ghanaian black pepper sauce of chili. Smoked dried fish. Smoked shrimps. Ginger spices that offer such a ridiculous swack. Of flavor, it's quite difficult for the mere mortal, mortal to comprehend. So there we go. That's how one poshes up their larder. Relax and meditate with Chappie. Okay, so today let's relax and meditate. I, I gave you some little buttock squats yesterday whilst a hot mug of tea was in your uh, in your pockets. It's like the Russian roulette of squatting when you have a hot mug of tea in your pockets. Okay, so but today let's do the grounding breath. Sit comfortably with the spine up straight. That's so difficult for a hunchback. Relax your shoulders. Invite a sense of gravity into your body. Allow yourself to feel anchored into the earth. That's sort of what happened earlier when I trod in some dog shit. I was anchored and trying to scrape my feet. Oh. Take a deep breath. And take a deep breath. In for the count of four. I don't know if I could do that. I might, I, might, I might pass out. Hold your breath. In for the count of two. Release the breath slowly for the count of six. Repeat four times or until you feel calm and grounded. I feel more stressed now. What's going on? What is going on, I tell you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I certainly do not feel grounded. I feel... Uh, I feel... Slightly stressed. I, I think what I need to do is make this recipe I saw earlier. It's baked mushrooms on toast with garlic butter. You need 150 grams of butter, uh, 25 grams of flat, flat parsley, a half a teaspoon of brandy, although I feel like a swig of brandy right now, quarter Dijon mustard, cloves of garlic, shallots, uh, uh, mushrooms, breadcrumbs, olive oil, sourdough bread for toasting. Basically, preheat the oven. Uh, to around 400 degrees, place the butter, parsley, brandy, Dijon, garlic, shallot, nutmeg in a small bowl, food processor, and pulse until chopped. Scrape into some baking parchment and roll into a cylinder, and then place in the fridge to harden overnight. Then peel the mushrooms, place in the baking sheet, toss the breadcrumbs in the olive oil, then scatter over the mushrooms and dot with two-thirds of the butter. Place in the oven to bake for 10 minutes until juicy and tender. Heat the remaining butter in a small saucepan, serve the mushrooms on the toast, and drizzle with the remaining warm butter. That's much better than meditation, don't you think? Have any of you good people ever needed dongle therapy? Dongle therapy, yeah. So I, I've realized, and I think it's a condition out there, when um, I get a new uh, Apple product, um, God bless the Apple, Many people don't like it out there. But yeah, so when I get a new Apple, I keep the box. 
So I've got like all these, I, I found when I moved from old Chappie Towers, I had all these iPhone boxes over the years, like four or five of them that I've kept. Why? But even more disturbing that I seem to be collecting dongles. Dongles, did you say dongles, Chappie? What are you talking about? Is it a euphemism for something? No, I'm not, you know, I'm not collecting, no, no, I'm not collecting those sort of things. But basically, these are the things that, because there's no headphone plug anymore in an iPhone, you need a dongle to connect. You need, it's like that right hand connected to your left hand, the right finger, the, no, no, it's not that. It's basically, you need the dongle to connect it into your device, your headphones. If you have the wired headphones, you need a dongle. Now, I've got a whole licorice all sorts of dongles basically going around i've got so many dongles for every contraption but mostly the little white dongle that you know that you lose and then you can't find them you buy another dongle and the whole dongle situation it's like a dongle snowball effect so i think i'm going to have to go and get dongle therapy i've i've got rid of all the old iphone boxes but now i need to concentrate and rid myself of the dongle to get you into the mood for a creepy halloween i'm reintroducing an old favorite a fireside butler ghost tale and we kick off today with the witch of east summerton off the beaten track and hidden amongst the thicket of trees are the atmospheric ruins of St. Mary's Church. Built in the 15th century, only the tower and walls of the nave remain, along with a tantalizing piece of folklore which has fascinated visitors for centuries. It is said that a witch with a wooden leg was caught and buried alive in the church's foundations by angry villagers. From her leg, an oak tree grew and ruin the church as it stands as a reminder of her wrath. Supposedly walking around the oak tree three times will release her spirit. Okay, on a lighter note, I think it's time for <laughs> Trump or trombone. So, welcome back to the absurdity that is Trump or trombone, where we take some of the most heinous headlines of the week and equate them to a trump, or indeed, a raspy trombone. And there's another creepy one. A woman took to TikTok to share a piece of pet cam footage that shows a ghost undoing the collar from a dog's neck just moments after it went stiff and stopped barking. Dog owner Shani was re-watching security footage of her dog when she saw what believes is a ghost. She wrote, sorry for the obnoxious barking at the beginning. Watch my dog... Uh, and the ghost takes her collar off in the crate. In the video, two dogs both in separate crates are barking at each other. They continue to do so non-stop until 25 seconds into the footage when the animals fall completely quiet and stand alert for some time. So somebody's taking off a dog collar. What a naughty vicar.
and a woman's hack to carry extra luggage on a flight free of charge device opinion. A woman has split opinion on Instagram after sharing a simple hack to take more luggage on a flight. One of the biggest challenges when it comes to traveling is to cram all your clothes into a suitcase. While some people have the cash to splash on extra luggage allowance, others are left trying to work out which items to be left at home. But one woman on Instagram believes she has the answer to your luggage woes. Marie uh, said that with her partner Jake, they could be seen stuffing her clothes into pillowcases to make it look more like a regular pillow. Marie was able to carry the pillow through the terminal onto her flight with no one telling her she had to pay more for the extra clothes that she had stashed inside the pillowcase. Genius! I mean, you could do the same if you had baggy sweatpants. You could hide lots of extra luggage. Or maybe go on to the flight in a kilt with an extra large sporran. And if you're fortunate enough to have the iPhone 11 Pro, 12 Pro, or 13 Pro, you probably have noticed that the snazzy devices have not one, two, but three cameras on the back. Well, according to one TikTok influencer, the uh, third camera does absolutely nothing. And she recently ruffled some feathers when she appeared to suggest that the two cameras are absolutely obsolete, but not everybody agrees. Uh, so Kayla shared the video of herself filming in a bathroom before using her finger to cover each of the three lenses one by one. This is obviously allegedly. I, uh, I, I, I've, I've actually covered the, covered the lenses. They do work. They do work. It's quite funny though. However, when she places her finger over the first two lenses, the camera continues to film her as normal. It's not until she reached the third lens that she disappeared behind her finger. Mm-mm. I'm so confused. Are they indeed fake? Well, it's not quite as funny as uh, Apple revealed new MacBook Pro will be refurbished Dell laptop that they got off Craigslist. And again, that is completely allegedly too. I hope I don't come across too whingy on the on the podcast. I really don't. I hope I do not come across as a whinger. But here we go again. So here's my issue with. Um, food delivery services. So I think since COVID, I don't, have I become more of a hermit? I think I've become more of a hermit. I don't want any sort of sort of interaction. Firstly, I don't know what sort of germs and umska people are like spreading around here. But secondly, you know, it sort of gets annoying, like the, the, like the inane, banal chit chat. I want my food left at the doorstep. I want it left there. They can send me a text. You know, I don't want some sort of banter. I don't want some sort of meaningless conversation. I'm not going to see this person again. Just leave the food on the doorstep, please. It's no contact delivery service. That's what it needs to be. Stop calling me. Stop texting me. Stop knocking on the door endlessly. I don't need that. So I, I think I had possibly the worst Chinese food ever the other day. It was firstly delayed and then... The guy, I put explicit, implicit instructions on where to leave my food and where to where to find me, where to find Jabby Towers. And he just couldn't find the he couldn't discover or understand the most basic of instructions. So yeah, I, I write like an essay out in the notes so they know where to come. And the guy just kept calling me, calling me. 
I was on the phone to my daughter. I don't want to be disturbed. Just leave us the way this, you know. Come to Chappie Towers, goddammit. And finally, you know, after an hour, the food was bone cold. Soggy orange chicken. And then dumplings that taste like they had cardboard. They were so chewy in the middle. It was absolute redonkulous. And they, they, these guys are meant to be the egg roll kings. They were more like the egg roll paupers. But for God's sake, please leave the food on the doorstep. No contact delivery. Thank you. So everybody knows one of my, a couple of my favorite chocolate items, Capri's, English version of Capri's, and then Lindt. Lindor, the chocolatier, the Swiss master chocolatiers. So I was a little bit worried because they, they were coming out with like a harvest collection. I saw this and I immediately thought that they could try to wrestle in, muscle in a pumpkin spice lint version. Just hopping on that whole square wheeled pumpkin spice bandwagon. Please no. Please do not, do not mess up, bastardize, annihilate your perfect chocolatier deliciousness. It was a, it was a real concern. I, I do not want pumpkin spice any near, anywhere near my balls. Don't put pumpkin spice in my balls. Lint. Yeah. Well, luckily they didn't. In the harvest section, I highly recommend it. You've got like a caramelly one. You've got a hazelnut delight that has the mysterious pieces of hazelnut in the middle. What a crunchy surprise that was, I tell you. And then the delicious, the traditional, the one and only, the beginning and the end, the milk chocolate ball that is absolutely fabulous. Lint, hats off to you. And you didn't put the pumpkin spice because if you had messed up and poisoned your lint balls with pumpkin spice, then I would have to give up lint for lent. Okay, so I saw this the other day. Apparently, if you did any of these 40 things officially growing up, you are old. So we have watching a TV in an ancient device within a wooden stand, wooden case. So there's an old fashioned TV in a wooden case. Uh, then if you ever had to physically remove your car stereos to stop it from getting stolen, you're old. Ate ice cream out of a toilet paper roll, you're old. Caused almost a 15-car pileup trying to find a perfect CD. Uh, had to set the TV to Channel 3 to watch old movies. Drove a car that needed two keys just to unlock the doors, then get it running. Uh, then also had a mouthful of scars from uh, lollipops that basically cut your tongue in half. And also uh, live through this nightmare. Get off the internet. I need to use a phone. Uh, remember exactly where this exact piece of paper used to be in your house. That basically had all of your friends phone numbers. Uh, burn the heck out of your arm on one of these on a hot summer's day. Basically an ashtray. Bought soda on an ancient machine that had cherry coke, minute maid, bangs, lemonade, etc. Waited days for your pictures to develop only to find they were all of your thumb. Uh, and also, who remembers saying, call me back after nine when my phone is free? 
ever slammed a phone down to end an argument, uh, played Nintendo 64 in a greasy controller and McDonald's watched YouTube back when it basically uh, was on dial-up and looked, well, looked very old-fashioned indeed. Spent way too much time staring at this exact screen. It looked like the ring. Ever used a search engine not named Google? Well, how about Ask Jeeves? Spent hours waiting for a song to download. Used a medieval contraption to open a window. Uh, printed out directions only to immediately get them lost. Had to use manual labor, i.e. a pencil to rewind a, uh, a cassette. Used computer speakers. Uh, ate at Wendy's when the packaging was indeed yellow. Uh, listened to music basically by putting a, um, a cassette into... Uh, the cassette machine and then plugging it into your device or uh, trying to balance a Sony Walkman uh, whilst driving a car uh, also had a room specifically for a computer took the ball out of your mouse and tried to bounce it fished the newspaper out of recycled bin to find an old movie time spent 10 minutes trying to type a text stalked the radio waiting for the perfect time to record uh, a perfect song for your musical playlist spent way too long as a kid trying to get uh, things right this is the wires that you plug into the back of your television spent too much time fidgeting with a floppy disk uh, also can you hear the image sega carefully unfolded the lyric book from your cassette so you could learn the words to the song took a million pictures that basically had your thumb on it and uh, also watch one movie on two VHS tapes. Well, how about a Betamax? Have you ever listened to a movie on a Betamax? That is when you really know that you are indeed very old. Smashing having you here for the podcast. It's been absolutely delightful today. So much going on. Um, so that's the end of our two editions for the weekend of the podcast. Keep coming, cauliflower cheese, 131 and 132. So if you like a little bit of music with your podcast, then the Spotify Musical Butler Emporium edition is what you need to listen to. So you go to Spotify or Anchor FM and you can pick up the musical edition. We had such joys as Joy Crooks, Pink Floyd, Michael Franks. We had some Justin Bieber, believe it or not. War. We had some Frank Sinatra also, some Big Country. Uh, we had some Go West and uh, Sting as well making an appearance. So some new, some old, something borrowed. Uh, but if you like just the audio version, well, you can listen on the Apple podcast. You can listen to uh, there's a Spotify audio version as well. You've got Pandora, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music. All of the above, you can listen to the podcast. So, actually, I, I, yeah. So just, just hear this here. So I'm opening up my. I'm still drinking the strawberry lemonade. The strawberry lemonade. You can hear if you listen carefully. You can hear keep calm and cauliflower cheese emanating from the bubbles, the bubbles, the bubbles. Anyway, that has been keep calm and cauliflower cheese. Coming up next, we have the poem. This is Marilyn Chin, Autumn Leaves. The dead piled up, thick, fragrant on the fire escape. My mother ordered me again and again to sweep it clean. All that blooms must fall. I learned this not from a dyer, but from high school, high school biology. Oh, the contradictions of having a broom and not a dustbin. I swept the leaves down and down through the iron grill and let the dead rain over the Wong family patio. 
and it was the Achilles Wong who completed the task. We called her the one who cleared away another family autumn. She blossomed tall, benevolent, notwithstanding. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast again. This is Chappie. I'm out for the day, out for the count for another week, but I shall return and uh, enjoy your week. Cheerio for now.